0: My goal is to educate and inspire, and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 78 of A Sober Girls Guide podcast. Do we have a fantastic guest for you today? My homegirl, Andrea Arlington, is in the house. Now, you may know her as Alexis Haynes's mom from Recovering from Reality. Uh, they were also on that TV show Pretty Wild. If you saw it, it was pretty wild. So Andrea Arlington has firsthand experience of what it's like to deal with your children in active addiction and through recovery. She offers amazing insight and a really, really interesting point of view and how family dynamics and family in general, can play a part in your recovery, in your addiction, and how everyone needs to take responsibility for the roles that they've played. This episode is epic, so let's get into it. Spring has sprung, and what better time to clear out all those limiting beliefs you have around alcohol. If you want to change your relationship with alcohol once and for all, A Sober Girls Group Coaching is a place to do it. How would your life change if you could put the shame, guilt, and disappointment to rest? If you could tap into your self-confidence and power? If you could connect to your loved ones on a deeper level and tame that negative inner voice? If you want to live a life that leaves you truly fulfilled and feeling peace within, A Sober Girls Guide Group Coaching will show you the way. Sign up now at asobergirlsguide.com. Oh my gosh, Andrea Arlington. Yes, I finally have you on the phone and I'm I'm very excited to chat. (laughs) darling i am
1: so excited to be here with you i fucking love your energy i loved (laughs) hanging out with you at alexis's book signing and shooting shit with you and talking about my future podcast which is not going to be called how to unfuck up your life only because that's already taken okay
0: but
1: yeah it is
0: (laughs) oh okay oh well we got to come up with something else I don't know what it is. I was thinking like,
1: I was thinking like fuck hitting rock bottom would be a good, a good place to start. But then I was like, you know what? I want to go bigger and wider and broader than just talking about rock bottom shit. So let's, we're going to have to keep thinking.
0: Open it up. Well, you know what? Maybe something will come, come to us by the end of our chat today.
1: Nice. Or if any of your listeners um, come up with something, have them shoot you a text and send it over.
0: There we go. Love there that. we go. Get, get everyone involved. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I have been really, um, I've been watching you. Have you? <laughs> as, I, as I do. <laughs> um, I think that the work that you're doing is so, so important. And I have gotten so many inquiries and questions about how families cope with a loved one or some kind of relationship in their life that is involves addiction and recovery and all that jazz and you are nailing it like I really love what you are saying I love what you're about and I want to kind of like for people who maybe don't know you or haven't like heard of you obviously you're Alexis's mom I am um, from recovering from reality but you're so much more than that I it's I just really want to showcase and, and kind of figure out how this came to be. Like, obviously, you have Alexis and Tess, who is a foster daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Or how would you describe that? Essentially, her that's how she, yeah, that's how
1: she landed in our heart okay. as being, um, you know, really a soul, like a soul mm-hmm. family member. How about mm-hmm. that?
0: sounds <laughs> great. A chosen family member. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so lovely. It was. So I wanted, you have like all these great allocates and you know, you've done the, the work and the research, but I think what really has drawn me to you is the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you've lived this firsthand, having your own children and, and navigating through that story. So I was hoping that you could take us kind of back to what it was like, like navigating those waters with two, two daughters going through addiction.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for asking, but I got to be honest with you. I was still using myself. So I don't remember. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Love there you go. Let's be real. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, it's not that I don't remember. I remember the emotions, the the anxiety, mm. the stress, the constant fear Um, what, you know, every time the phone rang, it was like, I was prepared for the next pseudo drop. Right. Um, every time there was a knock at the door, um, when they didn't show up at night, you know, cause this started with the girls. Gosh, Alexis was 16. Tess was 17. Um, you know, and it was even before that I knew they were like experimenting, but I had experimented, Mm -hmm. you know, I started using when I was 12. Um, and experimenting. And by the time I was 14, I was using all the time, um, you know, pretty Mm. much daily. And it, it, um, so I, but I thought for some reason I had this perspective that, I was okay and I so wasn't okay. I'm like, Oh, they're just experimenting. Mm-hmm. They'll be fine. I'm fine. And the truth is I wasn't fine, but I didn't really mm-hmm. realize how unfine I was until Alexis's second felony and, um, her arrest, uh, for heroin possession. And then when she was getting sober, like I was told, don't even, Don't even come to the treatment center, Andrea. You are so unhealthy for your daughter. I was, and I was so appalled. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, I know what's best for her. And by the way, she seems more... Fucked up now than she was when she was on heroin. What did you guys put her on? You know, like I, like I had any freaking place to say anything. You know, Um, oh, I was a disaster. I was, I was a disaster. And Alexis's therapist was like, Alexis, you can't go home. Like your mom is such a trigger for you, and she needs help. But um, I was so, so sick, mentally unhealthy that I didn't realize that I really was a trigger and. And, um, and that I really mm-hmm. did need help and that so much of my self-esteem and my valid sense of validation was dependent on, um, you know, having that connection with my daughter that was daughters, uh, where mm-hmm. I identified myself as the mom and the caretaker and it gave me my sense of, sure. of, uh, Relevance and value in the world. And yet I really wasn't doing a good job of that. And the fact that I was dependent on them for my sense of right. feeling val- validated in the world is just goes to show you how dysfunctional I was. And I see that all mm-hmm. the time with parents, parents yes. who are raising children being ch- coming from their, their amygdala, their own fight flight mechanism, their own, you know, child uh, consciousness, if you will, because the adult is not (laughs) home in the brain. Like the the adult is definitely not home. And I wasn't home in the brain. Um, and that's the, the Mm. prefrontal cortex, that prefrontal cortex is that, um, is the solution focused. It's the executive decision maker. It's the, um, yeah, the future focused, the healthy, creative consciousness that is, um, responding to what life offers, but also is, uh, creating life for, for yourself, um, from that, for that prefrontal cortex. So that wasn't even happening in me. And then Alexis, you know, she, she got sober and, and she really didn't even want to talk to me. Pretty much, except for when it was necessary for the first two years of her recovery, I was such. Wow. I was so unhealthy. I was. Um And how again, did that make
0: you feel like being almost kind like really of like really ashamed, or
1: oh. really ashamed. Such shame triggers. Like I knew it was true. Like there was a part of me yeah. that, in my gut, knew it was true, and she really, and I was hurt. But I, and I still wasn't um, healthy enough to realize that it wasn't her that was hurting me; it was just that I was hurting. Mm. And there's a big difference. Wow, that's huge, right? Yeah. Like I still I still looked at it as if she was hurting me. Like, how dare you abandon me? Was kind of that internal right. experience I was having.
0: Yeah, poor thing. I feel like like how- that's so. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's so I, common, though, It is just in like in mother-daughter relationships in general, though, because I feel like my like my mom personally wants to be my best friend. Mm-hmm. And that is triggering when I'm like, but I just I need a parent. I need like a uh, someone to just give me some kind of like light or show me, you know, be an example. I don't need any more friends.
1: I know. And you know what? Alexis used to say to me, Mom, you know, when I'm telling you like the shit that's going on in my life, I do not want to hear you saying, yeah, well, you should hear what's going on in my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah like i needed to fucking be validated at that moment because like i'm i'm in it too you know and she's like i need you to be a fucking parent like i'm not here to listen to your problems if you've got problems go to a a therapist you know (laughs) or find a fucking group of girlfriends yourself and and talk about it but i'm not here for that that's not what i'm available for that's not what i want and i felt so wounded I felt so wounded and so hurt by that. But she was so, so healthy at that point. She was like, you know, she was really t- telling me, hey, you need help. And it wasn't until her husband finally mm. said to me, look, Andrea, you really are the one who needs to go get help. So I want you to go work with this woman. Um, she was like an 80 mm. year old cognitive behavioral therapist that some people on this call might know Dr. Pat Allen, Mm -hmm. she's a freaking rock star. Um, You know, (laughs) she's like, Unbelievable. I don't know if people are aware of who she is, but she's like a relationship specialist. She teaches you how to have amazingly healthy communication skills between the masculine and feminine energies and how to become self-actualized, self-sustaining, individualized, conscious human beings. And by the way, she beat me over the head with a six by six for three fucking years. I mean, I had so much (laughs) work to do she was like are you fucking kidding me you told him what I was talking about my my boyfriend at the time
0: you told him what yeah
1: congratulations you're on your way to your fourth divorce and you're not even engaged yet
0: <laughs> oh my god she's so I funny. love that
1: She's hilarious. I love you guys, that brutal honesty. She has a she has a talk show on LA um, Talk Live. She's hilarious. anybody okay. who's on this call who like wants yeah. to listen to some amazing coaching that she gives men and women on how to be healthy mentally in relationships. Yeah. She's a rock star, and she's like eighty seven now.
0: Give us the name again. I'm, I'm writing her. Her, down. her name is Doctor
1: Pat yeah. Allen. Dr. Pat Allen, and she's written some books. One of them is called How to Get to I Do. Um, and Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But I really had to, I really had to learn how to think rationally and not emotionally and how to identify what I wanted instead of um, expecting other people to meet my needs, um, to learn how to meet my own needs. And so much of that is based on, um, you know, changing your your thought systems. And that's what cognitive behavioral therapy is. So, so powerful. It just can make you have this whole new way of assessing what's really happening in your life. Like you really start to think Mm. differently when you work with a good cognitive behavioral therapist. And, um, the research that, uh, has been done on cognitive behavioral therapy is so, so compelling. Like that's the only kind of, psychotherapy that I would recommend anybody do is cognitive behavioral therapy. It's powerful. And the reason I worked with Dr. Allen for, for three years was because, um, after the first six or eight months of working with her, I was like, I want to know how to teach what you're teaching me, you know? And she offered, she offered a three-year program, um, that was through her Institute called the want Institute. And, um, Mm. I, I, that's when I did as I signed up for that and I, I went and studied with her for three years. So, um, I became a life coach specializing in relationships after going through her program. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she was amazing in terms of helping me think rationally and learn how to be, um, healthy in relationships.
0: That's so great. And it all stemmed from Alexis's husband suggesting her yeah. You. Well, and not only that,
1: but you know, okay. So I just want to invite everybody on this call to recognize that substance use disorder is actually a beautiful gift. It, it, it if you mm-hmm. embrace it as a call to action, like it's the entire yes. family system, everybody in the family could embrace this as a call to action and start to understand how our belief systems that have been handed down to us from one generation to the next have caused us to have the thoughts that we have. And then the, uh, Mm. thoughts cause us to take actions in our life, which then become our habits. And then those habits become Mm. our reality, right? So in order to change your reality, you got to go back in there and excavate those unhealthy belief systems. And, um, and that's what, That's what this recovery journey is all about. And so, like, if people didn't start to really, uh, notice or see or however you identify that there's a, there's an issue happening in the family. But like, if you just keep sweeping it under the carpet or, Mm -hmm. uh, pointing your finger at the one person who actually has manifested all of the BS thinking in our family as an addiction mm-hmm. or a substance use disorder, they're not the freaking identified patient. They're just the symptom. There's They're expressing the symptom right. of the dysfunction in the family system. It's it, that the addiction right. or, the, or the use disorder is not the issue. It's the family system that's the issue, but the use disorder shows up as a symptom of it. So if we can embrace this as a family system and as a journey for all of us to come together as a team to win the fucking Mm -hmm. game of life together and get connected in a way that is so deep and so meaningful and so beautiful, which is what can come out of this work if you look at it like that.
0: Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Wow. I have never, ever... Thought about it that way, or even been presented really? that way. Oh my yeah. God, it's such a gift. That is so. Oh, you're so right. And I'm literally just going through my family and our beliefs, and I'm like, oh yeah, that, yes, yes, that can contribute. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, because it was me and my um, two of my younger brothers. Okay, have substance um, abuse issues, and. Okay. Like it's undeniable that it's it's within our family, you know, and and our limiting beliefs. Yeah, undeniable. Right. So the kids are affected.
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. So, you know, the the use disorder is really just the individual's way of numbing themselves from the emotional pain and shame and dysfunction of the family. That's what it is. It's a Mm -hmm. it's a strategy for for not feeling those feelings and who can blame you, right? Like I right, can't blame yes. my daughters. And I, you know, Tess, uh, my foster daughter, mm. um, she came from a very, very dysfunctional um, family system. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I just love that. I'm literally just letting that marinate and like wash over me. It's, it's so. Right?
1: It's so so true. it's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's
1: really interesting cuz we all have strategies, right? Like just because somebody's strategy might be heroin or f- crystal meth or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we all yeah. have strategies though. I mean, shopping, gambling, sexing, all of us, you know, yeah. uh excessive TV watching, excessive uh m- social media usage. Um these are all of our strategies that we use to numb Uh, our stresses in our life. Right. So like, who are we as a family member to go, you can't have that one when we've got our own, right? Like, um,
0: right. That's so funny that you say that. Yes. It's so like, what's the difference between me, like getting blackout drunk and my mom spending 12 hours on her iPad.
1: Not much, except for the fact that
0: it's doing, oh, it's doing I'm, more damage yeah, to harm. you physically
1: and could cause you to yes. have you know kill somebody accidentally but um True. no I, I mean here's the thing right we all have these strategies, and so like who am I to stand in my self righteous fucking Mindset and and scream Mm. and yell at my kid to get their shit together. Like, who the fuck am I? Like, here I am. You know, I'm I'm self medicating with a little bit of shopping, a little bit of marijuana, a little bit of red wine. Mm -hmm. But they're doing heroin every day. You know, and whose fault is that? Like, how much of it is my own shit that got transferred into them? The poor things. You know, here they were. They were carrying. They they were they became the container for all of my dysfunction as little people. Like all of my anxiety, Mm. all of my fear about not having financial security, all of that shit just got like settled into their little being. And then they're Mm. walking around trying to fucking balance and carry all of my stuff with them because I'm an unhealthy parent. Right. And, and of course it's going to show up as a, a use disorder. How could it not?
0: Right. Absolutely. Gonna i are going to need ask you, Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the way that my parents have kind of dealt with um, my brothers and their issues is uh, primarily through tough love. hmm This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. What do you think about that? Like, and what... Bullshit. Is that effective? Okay. <laughs> Bullshit. There we go.
1: Bullshit. Okay. And that makes me so fucking mad because... It, okay. Then you've got this, um, this polarized relationship. You're bad. And unless you mm-hmm. change, I'm not going to love you. That's bullshit. Um, that's, mm. that's the exact opposite of what they really need, which is for us to say, okay, if we made a list of everything, whether we think it's reasonable or unreasonable of everything that our child would point their finger at us for having done in Their childhood. Um, and we could really honestly be vulnerable with ourselves and go, Oh my God. Holy Mm. cow. I can see how that would have impacted them. You know, or how about the fact that I have three kids who are suffering instead of just, you know, like maybe one, right? But even one is like, you still have to do this work. But, but bottom line is, is that uh, take some accountability here. OK, like there's right. no chance in hell that you did not impact these kids in a way that has caused them to want to numb. And, and their only strategy right now is numbing. So what we want for our mm. kids is to help them find um, new strategies that will work in a way that doesn't lead to catastrophe. But here's the deal. They're never mm. going to feel influenced by us if we don't have a fucking relationship with them. Right. How can we right. influence yeah. them to to find new strategies and help them find those strategies if they don't trust us with their heart? They're going to they're going to. Mm-hmm. How can they trust us with their heart when we're doing, quote unquote, tough love? They can't. What we need to be able to do is take a look at those things that that they would identify we've done. And, and what I have parents do in the very first time I have parents try to reconnect with their kids who are often homeless, living on the street, but they have a cell phone is to do mm-hmm. a text message that sounds something like, I just want you to know, I'm starting to understand that this, this strategy you have mm-hmm. that includes using heroin or alcohol or whatever, uh, is is a strategy that, that you actually are using to, to overcome or to numb some of the things that I contributed to in terms of your internal dialogue, your, your, the way you feel valued or not valued in the world. Um, I, all of a sudden I'm starting to understand that, that your strategy is a coping mechanism that you had to develop as a child because of my lack of ability to self regulate myself emotionally, or because of the expectations that I had on you to perform in a way that allowed me to feel like I was a good parent, which was a, Mm. a, you know, I had to be validated by my kid's behavior, you know? So if you weren't getting A's and if you weren't on the football team, I, I looked like I sucked to my neighbors and my family. So how dare yeah. you do that to me, you know, is the message, mm-hmm. is the performance demand that the kids get from the parents because their own ego identity is so vulnerable to um, other people's opinions. It's more important for them to get their uh, ego identity needs met by having the quote unquote, a student child or the football, you know, or the dance competitor, whatever it is, right? And so- right. All, you know, the demands that we put on our children from our own lack of consciousness, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. have, have caused them to feel like they're not good enough, that they're inadequate, that they, um, don't have value. And, and, and at this point, you know, we've shamed them and blamed them and judged them and criticized them, um, to the point where they have no sense of self-worth at all. And so by reaching out to Mm -hmm. them in a text message like this and saying, I, I'm, I need to talk to you. I need to apologize to you because I, I recognize that you are a worthy, per, you know, lovable, beautiful person, regardless of what you're doing right now. You matter to me. Yeah. You matter to me. If you, if, and I'm sorry for my part. Like we had to go when Tess was like, she'd been through treatment five times and. I mm-hmm. um she was living in tent city downtown LA, right? Homeless, oh, wow. doing whatever she was doing to get her drugs. Um and yeah. I was like Gabby, my youngest daughter called me and she's like, "Mom, one of my friends saw Tess in downtown LA and she's living in tent city." This is like 7 months after we she'd gone MIA, right? Cuz like after wow. the fifth treatment time and Alexis is getting married and stuff like that, we had we had sort of, you know, just like thrown our hands up and said, "I can't do this anymore." Yeah. Um, but when Gabby told me where she was living and 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 how she was living, I was like, "Fuck, okay." Who can I? What can I do? And I was like, I'm hiring a fucking Navy SEAL team, and they're going to go in and extract her. And I actually literally fucking did that, right? I hired the Navy SEAL team that I actually knew two of the members in, and I was, and I called Alexis, and I'm like, Alexis, I don't know, I I don't know what, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're getting her out of there. I hired the, the, you know, I hired, and she knew who these people were to get that, get her Mm -hmm. out. And then Alexis told her husband and he's like, that'll never work. She's never going to stay sober just because you extract her out of there. You don't understand. She doesn't feel like, she. where would she go? Like, what world would she live in if you fucking get her out of there? Right? And so he's like, the only thing that's going to work, and he and his Business partner, one of his business partners, Bob Forrest from the, the Dr. Drew show, like they, yeah. they both they were like, no, the only thing that's going to work is if next time you hear from her, Alexis, because Alexis was the only one she was communicating with, you've mm-hmm. got to be able to say to her, Tess, I'm so sorry for ever wanting you to get sober just because I wanted my sister back, just because I'm living in sobriety. I had this expectation of you, and if you weren't willing to do it, I was going to withdraw my love from you, and I made a mistake. Mm. I'm not going to withdraw my love anymore because all I want more than anything is to have a relationship with you, and it's okay if you're going to continue to use. It's okay if you continue to shoot heroin in your veins. It's okay if you're doing crystal meth. The only thing that matters to me is is healing our relationship. And that was the conversation that Alexis had with Tess. And she asked Tess mm-hmm. to meet her for coffee. Um, and Tess's biological father went, I was not allowed to attend because I was such a fucking trigger for her. Um, yeah. But Bob Forrest and Evan and Alexis and, and her dad went and they waited for her for two hours and she showed up and, and she was, uh, you know, emaciated. Alexis was fucking eight months pregnant. You know, I mean, it was oh just, it was just this really crazy th- dynamic. But, um, Alexis yeah. just said to her I'm so sorry for ever wanting you to get sober just so I could sleep at night. You know, it was selfish yeah. of me for wanting you to get sober so that I could. Have my sister back, you know, all of these things. And then mm. Tessie's dad had to make amends for why he wanted her to get sober. Because what we won't, we don't realize is that we're trying to take away the only fucking strategy that they have found that works for the pain right. and trauma they've, that they're dealing with that some of it has been caused by us. Like right. all the times, you know, instead of forcing our kid to go into treatment, how about trying to understand what the hell they're trying to escape from and listening with an open heart and not being defensive when they tell us it's us, you know, Right, and
0: that takes I a mean, lot so of courage. Hard. Yeah. It's so hard because I think, you know, for for my family, I'm afraid that my parents can't handle it. If we, dr- we, if we were to be completely honest with them, I I really think they, it would kill them or it would really destroy them. Well, it did destroy
1: me, but guess what? That's what's called yeah. hitting rock bottom. And you know what? <laughs> we fucking <laughs> expect our kids to hit rock bottom. Why the hell shouldn't we?
0: When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. This is true. I like, never thought about that. See, yeah.
1: Right? Like, come on. That's mm-hmm. what happened to me. None of my kids were talking to me. My third husband left. I lost my house. Everything. I, I had nothing. Mm. I was, I was at ground zero or below. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. my bottom, right? Rock bottom had a basement and we found it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I didn't feel like I had a fucking purpose left on this planet. Um, and, thank god um i had some great mentors uh in my life at the time including you know finding dr allen i also had a, um, i found an amazing life coach who specialized in family system work which i needed um yeah, yeah so yeah. It's like, wow. come on, don't be so afraid of what your parents are going to feel. Look at your poor brothers. They, they don't have recovery yet, you know, yes. and your parents are waiting yes. for them to hit rock bottom. Well, guess what? They may never have to hit rock bottom. If your parents have a wake up call and go and freaking do the work and tell them, Hey, this isn't so much your fault. Like I'm not going to polarize mm-hmm. you And make it your problem. I'm really willing to look at this. Let's get in the dugout together. We'll sit on the bench and we'll look at the fucking playing field and you'll tell me what position, you know, I sucked at and I'll tell you how I feel like I lost us that game. And then we can uh, explore like what coaches we need to find to help us coach us for, you know, each of our own freaking positions that we're going to play on the team, the team called family health. You know, mm. um, let's, yeah. let's have this conversation and I'm not going to make you the reason we lost this game. That's bullshit. Yes. yes. I love that. We're in this together. Well, we like, should be, but that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem is that this whole stigma around use disorders. Hold on one second. I'm plugging in my computer. This whole stigma around use disorders. It has us, you know, sitting over here and you sitting over there. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's your yeah. problem. You go you get help. You, you got to hit rock bottom. I'm not talking to you until you're in recovery. That is never, that's not even, like, that's never going to work. Um, yeah. Most of the time. Um I, I, I mean, sometimes p- p- the good you know, Lord, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. guides us and directs us to find a new family and make a new family for ourselves and recognize that we're not the reason. Like when my daughter realized when Alexis realized that, um, you know, here her dad was the one who was homeless and had like the major identifying use disorder in her parents, right? right. But when she finally came to realize that her attachment needs, we all have them, right? were to yep. to be attached to someone and i seemed to be the less unhealthy someone so she attached right. to me made her put me on a pedestal and think that i was i was perfect which was so far from the truth but in her little mind and even in the mind of of her at age 18 when she was in treatment um she had to realize that oh my god i was attaching to my mom and my mom was not healthy like That's crazy. Right. And that's a big painful wake up call too. When you realize that the one person you thought was walking on water was a a, a, a nightmare and and caused you to even, you know, have, yeah, have all these problems. So it's Mm -hmm. a
0: shit show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, families. They're so fun. Mm Um. So tell me about you you have a new course coming out on March 1st. Yes, March 1st. Alexis Please and I Tell me how we can remedy this. Oh yeah, really? right on.
1: Very right? cool. Like <laughs> Well, there's Let no... us know. Okay, so okay, bottom line is is that when we are not getting our primary needs met um yes. for for love and belonging, for safety, for financial safety and security, for uh, safety in relationships. Um, we form belief systems that dictate how we feel about ourselves. Am I worthy? Am I lovable? Um, are other people safe for me to be around? Does my body belong to myself? Um, you know, all, we have all these belief systems that come out of, of whether or not those needs are met. And then we have thoughts and behaviors that result from those thoughts about, okay, if I'm not safe, um, you know, then our prim- primitive brain, the amygdala, limbic brain, reptilian brain area gets activated and all of a sudden we're, we're operating out of the need to, uh, fight, you know, fight or flight. So we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll either be numbing if we're, if we're trying to flight, um, or we'll be offloading our pain onto others and we'll become violent. Maybe, um, Mm -hmm. uh, there's just a, a variety of ways that we handle, uh, our emotional reactions to the belief systems we have. And so, what we teach in this program, the program's called Life Reset, how to recover okay. from reality, okay, from your mm, reality. love it. So the yes. way to recover from the reality that you're getting is to go in and excavate the belief systems that came from those primary needs being met or not met. Take a look at, you know, the legitimacy of the beliefs that we formed that are still running our life. So, These beliefs that we formed, you know, under the age of seven, um, typically, you know, are operating today in our adult life. And so we're operating from the conscious decision making process of a six year old or a seven year old in our adult life. So we got to go in and look at those belief systems and we're using Maslow's hierarchy of needs to identify these needs to look at the, the belief systems that came out of, um, Whether or not those needs were met and then the thoughts and emotions that came from those belief systems that then cause us to form, take actions, which cause us to form habits of numbing, not numbing, being nice in relationships, being codependent in relationships, people pleasing in relationships, or, um, you know, self harm, whatever those behaviors are, they become our habits Mm -hmm. and then they, that, those habits lead to our reality, right? So, if you want to change the reality, right. you got to go in and excavate the belief systems. And we're using the same tools that Alexis and I have found over a period of nine years. Um, we're teaching those, we're giving them, you know, in this program, which is a four week program. Okay. Um, uh, we're doing two 40-minute downloadable uh lessons in, and in addition to that we'll have meditations for download that relate to these different levels of needs to help us um f- to help us come to a a new understanding of how these needs are being met today um how to have a new understanding and belief systems about our self-worth and our and our value in the world to in order to develop a sense of self-worth and belonging in our own soul okay um because you can't really have success in the world until you have a connection with your uh, with your own authentic self where you're not operate right. in the world with the need to to people please or to numb. Um, right. And so one of the tools that we teach is something that the military is teaching vets now and people that are active in military are learning mm-hmm. emotional freedom technique, which is uh, oh. a, an energy healing program protocol that you can learn to do for yourself that works with the body's energy system, which um which really uh, like leads to our emotional experience. Um, we, when we, and our emotional experience affects the body's energy system or the autonomic uh, nervous system. Um, so Mm -hmm. when we're having emotions like trauma and stress, um, we, we get a, a huge release of biochemicals, right. In the body. um, and then those biochemicals lead us to feeling, um, I don't know, self-righteous or like we need to run and hide and they deplete us energetically. But EFT mm-hmm. interu- interrupts the patterns of, uh, the emotional charges, which impact the autonomic nervous system and the, and the body's energy system and actually can Reprogram the entire energy system and the emotional system as well. Um, EFT, yeah. EFT is amazing. I mean, it is in the studies. It, it shows that it is often more effective by far than prescription drugs are for depression, anxiety, stress, yeah. uh, all of it. Um, you can read like just Google. Emotional freedom technique and you can see all of the studies that have been done. And seriously, I mean, psychiatrists use it, psychologists use it, um, social workers use teach their clients to use it. Right. Um, right. And it, it's totally legitimate. So we teach it in this program. We actually give people scripts to uh, reprogram their energy system and their emotions. Um, and we actually do the tapping program um, with you on the videos. Um, we have designed and recorded some beautiful meditations that um, mm. support this transformation um, and it starts March 1st. And if you guys are interested, you can read more about it on, um, Alexis's recovering from reality website under her courses tab. It's called the life, yep. life reset
0: course. That sounds amazing. Thank you. It that is amazing. Like, I, that it sounds like something I definitely am interested in. I think anyone at any stage in their recovery could definitely benefit from that. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's everything that we have found to work and we've mm-hmm. put it together so that people can fast track, uh, you know, what took us eight and nine years to really, um, right. figure out what works, you know, and these are the exact same tools and strategies that we use today to continue to build the beautiful lives that we've created for ourselves and the wow. quality of connection we have with each other and with, with
0: in our own self. How would you describe your relationship with uh, Tess and Alexis today? Oh, well, thank you for asking.
1: Unfortunately, um, I, or I don't know if I should say unfortunately, you know, okay. Tess has found a life for herself in Wisconsin mm-hmm. with um, her husband and his yep. family. Um, and thank God, because like, you know, we all need that sense of love and belonging and I think this is probably the the best test has ever uh been able to meet that need is mm-hmm. is is currently in her life today but um she she, she you know I know that there's still a, a connection with all of us um more with Alexis and Gabby than with me um okay. but they're you know I mean we've we've flown her out for the last couple of years, a couple of times a year to hang out with us. And it's always beautiful to connect with her and to see her as a mom. And, um, you know, I love Tess. Like I really do. I feel like she is my soul family. Right. But, um, again, you know, we, you were just talking a little while ago before we got on this call about uh, attachment needs. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, we, all have attachment disorders, right? Um, mm-hmm. which cause us to either be able to attach to more than one person or, or not to be able to attach at all or to become a, attached in a codependent, unhealthy way, all these different ways, right? Of attaching. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think for Tess, it, re- it really works best for her to be attached to like one significant person and family. And right now mm-hmm. that's, that's her husband and his family, which is, which is great. I mean, I'm happy yeah. for her. I, although I must say, you know, I miss her. She's a doll. Um, right. I miss, I, I love her hugs and her beautiful smile. And, um, yeah, when yeah. she was, when she was, um, healthy, she was just like an amazing, part of our lives. Um, and when she wasn't healthy, it was really hard, but she's, she's happy and healthy today, uh, at whatever level she is, but she, she definitely seems to be, um, enjoying her life the way it is today. And I'm, I'm so glad for her. I'm so, so grateful that she has found this life for herself. But, um, in regards to my relationship with Alexis, I mean, it's always evolving, but it feels great right now. Like I feel so connected yeah. with her. Um, we've done therapy together. Um, we spend quite a bit of time with each other. I'm always hanging out with her and the kids. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm just, um, I'm in, you know, I'm enjoying the process. It's, it's a healing process, right? Um, it took, yeah. a, it took a while, uh, for us to really be ready, I think for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, her starting her own new family and so forth was definitely, um, her priority for a long time. But at this point, you know, we, we definitely have a beautiful connection and it's getting more and more healthy every day.
0: That's so nice to hear. Thank you. I love that. Um, Andrea, where can we find you on the worldwide web? Okay, cool. Yeah. So I've got,
1: um, I've got my website families united for recovery. Um, and my Instagram is Andrea Arlington. Um, and yeah, I'm on Facebook, uh, under both Andrea Arlington and families united for recovery. Um, I do offer free and open to the public, uh, classes on Tuesday nights and if people Ooh. yeah there it's online on the Zoom platform okay. and I also have oh, great. yeah and that's you can get to that through my website under my events tab um okay. yeah it's the free and open to the public family recovery group coaching Tuesday nights and that's at 5:30 p.m. um Pacific standard time and then Um, let's see on Wednesday nights, I do a free and open to the public live program, um, over in Malibu Mm -hmm. at the Aloe House Treatment Center. Um, and people can find out about that as well on my website. Um, so the, yeah, that's, that's it.
0: Perfect. Tons of resources. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I do, and I am a private coach. You know, I, I coach people, um, I coach parents how to get their kids off the street and how to help them move Mm -hmm. into recovery. Um, and I, I coach parents how to recover their own lives and, um, and how to heal their relationships.
0: So great. Such important work. Thank you so, so much for sharing your experiences and your knowledge with us. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh
1: man, it was great being with you. Thanks for having me.
0: how great is Andrea? I love her and I love her perspective. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and give us a couple stars on the old iTunes. We love to have your feedback and we love to know what you guys are thinking about the podcast because after all, this is a place for us. This is a place for you to come and be inspired and motivated and to continue on in your recovery journey. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget the blog, SoberGirlsGuide.com is stock full with tools, tips, and tricks, how-tos to navigate through your journey. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day.